We're just going to gist the word. Welcome today. to our teaching today, yeah, where Christ's gist. word is the center yeah, of our while, world. While was, we are uh, about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace say, with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Praise the Lord. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing it is today. You know, um, the word blessing is one of those words that has been downplayed in the scripture. You know when you cough, just like Lulu just sneezed now, and you say, what, what do you say when you, what, bless you, you know? Yeah, it, it takes away, too many things that happen actually take away the real word picture of, of the power of the word, bless you. You know, uh, the word blessing is one of those words in the scriptures that has been downplayed and has lost its real meaning. Um, what example do I use? <laughs> you see, okay, for example, to be gay, to be gay. It's just a sin. Uh, do you understand what I mean? There's a lot of anger to, from some of us who are believers and some aspect of sin that we passionately hate, like rape, gay, um, molestations, human violence, and all that. There are individuals who are specifically passionate about some categories of sin. You see, but the truth is, sin is sin, right? And in the eyes of God, um, it is all sin. <laughs> in the eyes of God, it is all sin. Those who lie, you know, they, they, swear, they, they, have, they have where they are supposed to be in hell, amen? <laughs> those, who, those who liars, I mean liars by nature, not by action. Because before you, before, not you, before anyone finds himself in hell, the person must be unbelieving, right? We've established that in this church. But you see, to be gay is sin. And the, the, the passion and the anger towards it in the eyes of God is just sin. But to many of us, it is, it is more than sin. It is it's an aberration. It's an abomination. You know what I mean? Especially in this part of the world where we are. <laughs> you know when you crack jokes and they catch the jokes on your way out of church? <laughs> those, when I turned and looked this way, those people who laughed knew why they were laughing. Amen. Gay did not start today. Being gay didn't start today. It started in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember when the angels came and they wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and <laughs> the men of Sodom began to request for angels. That's deep gay. <laughs> No, imagine you're an angel. Imagine you're an angel 
and so you are passing, somebody just wants to touch you. Man, just want to touch you like, as an angel. And then maybe when you get back to heaven, you know, they are teasing you as an angel. <laughs> the host of heaven is laughing at you. Why? That's why the city should burn quick. <laughs> Amen. You see, but being gay didn't start today. And now culture wants to change the meaning of the word gay uh, and, and diffuse the concept of gay into something that has a significant meaning. So therefore, when you talk about marriage, now marriage is no longer about the union between man and woman, but now marriage is about the union between two same sex. You see, I don't have a problem with the fact let gay stay as sin and let's know we're dealing with gay as sin. But when words when words begin to lose the picture power, uh, do, do you understand what I'm saying? When words begin to lose the picture power of what they really mean, that's Satan's idea. So that when you talk about marriage, uh, marriage to you is, is no longer, you're, you're not necessarily saying two separate sexes. You have to consider the possibility now of two same sex. Let's leave the word marriage alone. This is me talking now to our international audience. To our American brothers and our UK brothers and the rest. Let's, let's be, you know why? Because the word marriage is a Bible word. It started from Genesis. But you see, what I'm trying to say to you is that the washing of the word marriage starts systematically with the introduction of a concept that makes it lose its power. Are you still here? So that marriage doesn't mean marriage as God intended it to be, but marriage now means a different concept entirely of what man is crafting it to be. So if you, if you give birth, for example, the next question they ask you, what did she give birth to, a boy or a girl? Because of the possibility of giving birth to a boy or a girl. So now when they say, are you married? Is it the marriage is between who and who? Man, now the question is coming. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let us leave the word marriage alone. Because marriage is losing power in the 21st century as what God intends it to be. What am I saying? So, it's the same way the word blessing has lost its power. Did I travel too far to come and bring you here? Are we still traveling together? You know, I said we should gist the word today. Amen. It's the same way the word blessing is losing its power. It's losing the import of what it really means in the scripture. Let me tell you something. Do you know that the word curse has more picture power than blessing in our minds? Why? Have you asked yourself why? That when, when if I look at somebody now and I say, I curse you, God forbid. <laughs> but if I say, you are blessed, amen. No. Why? 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 You don't understand what I'm saying. Why? Because the picture power of blessing is not, is not the way it's meant to be. 
curse is stronger in our minds. So whilst we might say cursing might be the opposite of blessing, the truth is it doesn't carry the same force as, 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 as blessing. So whilst cursing is going in a different direction from blessing, it's not still as powerful as a blessing. So what is going on today? <clears throat> so when we say you are blessed, ah, we have to receive prophetic demonstrations and acts. You know, the prophetic symbols to really prove that we are blessed. But by the time you, you there was a day I was in Ibadan, I was walking um, along the road, this almost 15 years ago, and then I saw a writing on the wall that if you urinate here, this was in Yoruba now. Have, have I told you guys before? Oh, I have. Yes, that if you urinate here, that the curse from this land, <laughs> the curse from this land will not just touch you, but touch your children and move to the next generation and move to the next generation and the next. Why so for tomo tomo? Let me tell you something. Do you know, no matter how pressed anybody is, <laughs> by the time you read that thing there, hmm, you, are, you are not moved by your pressed again. <laughs> you will not be moved. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You, you cannot be pressed. <laughs> See, cursings can be added on top of them, blessings. <laughs> what I mean to say is, whoever is cursed, you can bless the person. But a person who is blessed, you can't curse him. You cannot. Why? Why is it so? What is this blessing that we're talking about? You know, do you know Jacob actually cursed Reuben? <laughs> Jacob actually cursed Reuben. But when Moses was speaking to Reuben, he reversed the curse. And he said, let Reuben leave. Deuteronomy chapter 33. So, so even though his father cursed him, he reversed the curse of his father and proclaimed freedom upon the life of Reuben. Now, imagine Balaam who was a prophet. You, you remember that story? You know, I've shared these things before, right? Remember Balaam? He, <laughs> Balaam wanted to curse Israel and the next thing he needed to do was to climb. He started looking for a mountain. Why? Because you need to be on a high ground to curse. You need to be on a higher plane to curse. So he started looking for a mountain. So that he can see the people on a higher plane. He can be on a higher pedestal and then curse the people. So when he climbed high up there, he saw the people that they were blessed. He couldn't curse them. So when God blessed you, scripture says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places you know when a woman makes a vow this is scripture now 
when a woman makes a vow, if, if she just, by, by being drunk, she walks into church and she's not herself, and pastor is talking and she makes a vow, the next two days I'm going to give four billion naira. She doesn't know what she's saying. The, in, the actual fact is that her husband can annul it. This is scripture now. Her husband can say, uh, I stand to declare that what my wife said is not, is not binding again. It will not work again. And the woman is freed from the vow. That's scripture. If she's under her father, her father can also rise to say, I annul your vow. So, according to scripture, uh, the father or the husband can annul the vow of a woman. Glory to God. The Bible says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Uh, Your father has blessed you. Your husband has blessed you. You don't understand. See there now. He said, blessed be the God. Father is established. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who are, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Husband. You cannot be cursed. No, it's not possible. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. In Christ. Meaning that God blessed us. And he blessed us high up, not here on earth. He took you high up to bless you. So that anybody who wants to curse you has to first of all climb to where God is first. And you know what? When you get to where God is, you can't even still curse. You have to go above God. His ways are beyond searching. (laughs) This message is going to be dedicated to anyone who is afraid of a curse. Who is afraid of something that is following you. I'm here to tell you nothing is following you. Yes, nothing is following you. The only thing that is following you is a principal blessing. So if you're here and maybe your father cursed you or your, 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 your husband, whatever it is, your natural family or whatever line or lineage you come from, just know that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. And all things have become new. You have changed bloodlines. Do you understand that? You have changed bloodlines. You are now in Christ Jesus. You are now in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. You know, um, when people, when people say a word of bless, a, a word of cursing to you or to anybody, just imagine it as a as a cup from the well. <laughs> Do you understand? If if somebody says to you that you are cursed, just imagine that it is somebody who took cup from the well and threw at you. That I curse you, or that. Thing that you think is following you from the village is like a cup from the well. There has to be a well, a, a bank to support that cup from the well. 
I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So that you are cursed or that word of cursing is like a cup from the world they throw at you. There is no there is no curse without a cause. Let me show you scripture. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2. It says like a fleeting sparrow, like a flying swallow. So a curse without cause shall not alight. Give me another version. Give me King James. This, give me the real King James. He said, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse, causeless, shall not come. You, you don't understand that a curse cannot land on you if, it, if it's not from a cause. So, the, the, the question of whether the curse was directed at you is true. Yes. There are divinations, there are enchantments. I understand that. And of course, if you're a man of the spirit, you don't, don't be ignorant to think that there are no adversaries against you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even the fulfillment of God's plan for your life, the will of God for your life, you're going to go through adversaries. You're going to go, you're going to go through challenges. You're going to go through attacks. You will. Because if Jesus did, you will. So don't say to yourself, because I'm a new creation, I am attack free. There is nobody who is attack free. You will go through attacks. Are you still here? You will go through attacks. But you see, that attack cannot rest on you. Show me another translation. Let's see another. I, I just, let's play with the translation. You know, we're just in tonight. It says, like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved cause will not land on its intended victim. <laughs> Look at your neighbor say, no curse is sitting on me. Uh, preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. No, no curse. There's no curse sitting on me. You know, shout out to everyone who thinks something is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you, sir. You see, by the time you begin to interpret your life as to say that something is wrong with you, by the time you begin to interpret it, that the reason why this is not happening, the reason why I'm not here, is because there is something wrong with it. Sir, there is nothing wrong with you. Why? Because no curse can sit on you. No curse can land on you. So when somebody said you are cursed, it was cut from the well. That needed support from the well. Huh? It was a cup from the well that needed support from the well. So, and you guess what? We have chained wells. We have what? We have changed wells. Praise God. So it says like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved cause will not land. Somebody will not just look at you and say, I curse you. No, there has to be a reason. So the question is, what is the reason? Okay, you stole somebody's goat. And then, because you now stole goat, they now said, I curse you. That's a cause. So you now have the courage to say, because you took my goat, you'll be thinking like a goat all the rest of your life. <laughs> Do you understand? So there is a cause for the curse. But let me shock you. Did you know that 
<laughs> Did you know that your actions are not the only reason for a curse? There is a primary yes, curse on, on top of the unbeliever. This curse is called sin and death. It is the bank of sin and death that every curse withdraws from. So that if I, if I throw a curse on an unbeliever, the curse will sit on the intended victim of the unbeliever. Why? Because there is a primary curse of the bank of sin and death. So that whilst you are not necessarily under the law as a Jew, but just because your father Adam transgressed, you are bound for a fall. So no matter how good you are, it is still, it's still going down. That's why many people don't know what Jesus did for us on the cross. Oh, hallelujah. Can, can we give 10 seconds of praise break? <laughs> Celebrate what Jesus did for us on the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you see, so like I'm telling you now, the, the, the primary bank, the primary account is what? Sin and what? Death. So that's why the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So it was a nature, it, it, it was a conversation of nature, not action. Okay, let's read Romans chapter 5, verse 15. Let's, let's start from verse 15. Romans chapter 5, from verse 15. Romans chapter 5. It says, But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense, many died. So you see, before you came to Christ, you were actually dying. You were in the dying process. So without your actions, without anything you did, you were already on the way down. Much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Next verse. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offense Offenses resulted in justification. Now, see verse 17. It says, For if by the one man, who is that one man? Adam. If by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus. So, so without our actions, there was a parent curse on the unbeliever, which is the bank of sin and death. So somebody needed to pay for it. Hallelujah. <laughs> but we thank God for Jesus. We thank God for what he did. We thank God for what Jesus did on the cross. Glory to God. So now that you are saved and there was a curse, for example, on the reason why we cannot locate the the, the the reason why the curse cannot stay on you is because the parent curse is no longer there. 
Amen. Amen. So if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's what? He's a, he's a new creation. All things have what? Passed away. All things have become what? New. So you are blessed not because of what you did. Take me to the scripture, Genesis chapter. Let me, let me show you something in Genesis. Hallelujah. Genesis 27 from verse 13. Alright, he says, but his mother said to him, let your curse be on me, my son. Only this is the transaction that was going on between Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. Only obey my voice and go let them for me. Next verse. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his, his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Next verse. Then Rebecca took. Next verse. Let's move to the next verse. And she put the skin of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. <laughs> then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son, Jacob. So he went to his father and said, I want you to watch what is going on here. My father, and he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Watch this. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. What do you call that statement? Huh? What do you call that statement? That's a lie, right? Okay. Keep in mind that that's a lie. <laughs> I have done just as you told me. What's the next statement? Huh? That's another lie. Another one. <laughs> so he says, please arise sit and eat of my game. What's that? What lie is that again? That's the third lie. Was it his game? His mother just worked it out for him. That your soul may bless me. Mm. Next verse. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly? Good father, he would always ask a question. Amen. My son, and he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. Now, you see, this lie is to the next dimension, right? Why is it to the next dimension? Because you are bringing God inside. You know when someone say, my brother, you can lie, me and you. But don't bring God inside. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? But what did Jacob do? He brought God inside. He said, the Lord... Shada Balikate. And you know, you know, you know what? He had to be confident here. So that he must be believing. He he must make the father believe what he has said. So he had to sound confident that the oh God. See, it's capital L O O R D. Because the Lord, your God, brought it to me. Wow. This how many lies now? Four. Okay, next let's move to the next. Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son whether you are really my son Esau or not. Next verse. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father and he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. 
it is possible that he could have blessed him but because of the lie the blessing will not rest this is Old Testament this is not New Testament this is what Old Testament next verse then he said are you really my son Esau he said I am just in the middle of the blessing let me pause to just be sure and then he still kept on blessing after he still lied again next verse and he said bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you so he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank then his father Isaac said to him come near now and kiss me my son next verse and he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field with the Lord first point first point is if a lie could not stop the blessing hmm? if a lie in the Old Testament could not stop the blessing why do you think you need to do something to be blessed first point first First, why do you think that the blessing on you that has come on you was because of what you did? Do you know there was a word spoken to Isaac, I mean spoken to Jacob and Esau before they were born. That God had already chosen Jacob and he had rejected Esau. So that word binding before this thing happening was the word directing their activity. So... (laughs) If a lie could not stop it, my dear brother, your righteousness, first of all, is not because you did something right. Get that in your spirit. And if I tell you that you are blessed, I'm telling you that you are blessed because of somebody else. Not because of you. So if somebody is trying to exaggerate a curse that has no sitting place on you, because that curse needs an, it needs an account. Like you slot your ATM card. And when you put the ATM card inside of it. Are you following? You put the ATM card inside the bank. It, it, it went inside. Is that not correct? But you cannot withdraw money. There's no money inside. So when you got saved. User switch inoperative. Who, who has seen that before? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? You, you changed <laughs> you changed wells you changed bank it, it means there is error banking going on here so, so somebody has to now say ah but see what he did no the system is saying no sin and death it has to be sin and death for a curse to attach to you but if there is no sin and death that you have been delivered from no curse can rest on you is somebody hear what I'm saying? So you don't need permission to leave the blessing. Can I say that again? You don't need perm- you don't need permission from anybody to leave the blessing. Why? Because the blessing is a principle that works for you already. Have I told you before how that the people of the Old Testament could not say amen to the blessing? But they could only say amen to curses. When you read it in Deuteronomy chapter 28, nobody could say amen to the blessing. Why? Because the principle of the blessing was not operating at that time. But when it came to the curse, you had to say amen because they were under the law of sin and death. Under, under what the transgression of Adam did to them. But thanks be to God, we're delivered. We're delivered. 
So Jesus now, Jesus, what, what did Jesus do? How did Jesus deliver us from all these things? He went to the cross. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Let's look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 13. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, hmm, hmm, see, the curse is on the one who hangs on the tree, which is what Jesus did. Pastor Adil and I were watching um, a documentary on the possible ways that Jesus died while he was hung on the tree. It was a very, there's no comfortable position on the cross. There's no position that is comfortable to exhale. You have to, one has to lift himself up the wooden cross to exhale. Because in fact, keep in mind that his back was already peeled by the stripes of the soldiers. Keep that in mind in the first place. So he's going, rubbing his back against the old rugged cross, and then he's going through pains. His nerves are exposed. It's what we call the median nerve here. Have you ever hit your elbow somewhere here? And you feel fire. You feel shocking sensation of lightning <laughs> running through your hands and your, your, your hands and your elbow. Have you felt that before? Okay, now imagine that they put a nail there. It wasn't pretty. Oh. oh, no, 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 no. That death is for the death of a cursed person. Because the Romans had perfected the art of crucifixion. That after they had weakened you by a lot of whiplashing, so that you have already gone into hypovolemic shock in the first place, then they now t- tell you to put a patabulum on your back and walk through Via Dolorosa. You know what Via Dolorosa is? For those of you who were Catholics before, you have in-depth understanding of these things. And then he walks and he carries the cross up a hill. Someone said that he, he was crucified outside of the walls, segregated outside, because criminals are not meant to die in the city. So they die outside. He became an outcast so that you can become an incast. The adoption on you is so powerful because the power of adoption is that you get to choose who you want. And for the fact that you were chosen and you were selected means God is deliberate about you from day one. Day one. Day one. That as you have come into adoptions as sons, you have come into the fullness of ad- that as he is, so am I. Hallelujah. So what Jesus went through on the cross, he went through the pain, he went through the piercing of the nails, about 12 inches nails, and then they nail his legs and movement is difficult. To breathe is hard. The, the pain is excruciating. And the Bible also declares that by his stripes, we, from Peter, we were healed. By his stripes, we were healed already. And Jesus finished everything alive. Where he says, it is finished. He didn't say it after he resurrected. He said it before. Meaning that he had settled the conversation. Alright, before he even died. 
So what death was all about was bringing the spoil. <laughs> he led captivity captive. Do you understand what I'm saying? He was counting the spoil in the grave. Preaching to the spirits in prison. Telling them that I am him. I am, I am the one you thought about. I am the one you saw as a symbol. He will go to Noah and say to Noah, I am the ark you made. He will move to someone like Joshua and say to him that I am the permanent rest that you symbolize taking to the Israel. You took Israel to Canaan. I am Canaan. He began to explain himself and preach to everybody who carried a form of type and shadow. And he began to tell them, I am the substance now. Because the shadow is not necessary when the substance is there. But if there is a shadow, it means there is light casting on a substance that creates a shadow. So a shadow is only a proof that the substance is there. So that's why the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So what faith is, is talking about the man, Jesus. That what the people in the Old Testament were hoping for, Jesus, they prophesied about his coming through 42 generations, prophecies about the coming of Jesus, 42 generations. And then when he finally shows up on the scene, they now say, this is him. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But now we see Jesus. That's why John said, that which our hands have handled, that which our eyes have seen, that which we have, the word of life, we preach to you. Glory to God. So when he went to the grave, he began to, to no, he did, he did not, you know, when we, when we describe the story of what Jesus did on the, the, those three days, that you know, ah, at the, the first day, second day, third day, he was in darkness. They kicked Jesus, defeated, ah, blow Jesus there. Yeah. But on the third day, he charged. <laughs> he now vexed. He now charged. Then on the third day, Vah! it's okay. There's no problem. As long as the end of your story says there is victory, Abby. No, no problem. No problem. But you see, that's not really what happened. No, he says, having. <laughs> Having, having passed, having Colossians 2 14 15, it says, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a public show of them. So, the question now is, when did he do it? Having the same principalities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Go, move to the next verse, move to the next verse, move to the next verse. No. The, the one before, verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So the question is, where did he do it? <laughs> so after he left the cross, was not where he was fighting. No, no, no. He was taking spoil. Do you understand? He was, he was taking the spoil. He was, he was taking. He said it is finished on the cross. So he says having. So what it means now that uh, uh, um, the, the bank of sin and death is no longer there. 
because the wages of sin is death somebody has paid the wages which is death so when somebody says hey my dear brother you are going to hell you know why because the wages of sin is death tell the person sir you don't understand the scripture because the death there is not talking about my debts it's talking about the death of somebody else so the wages of sin is death you can now say which jesus died huh? which jesus died he died did he die for me jesus has died the die for who for more glory to god hallelujah So the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So therefore, <laughs> he, give, he says, look at, look at Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Let me show you something. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 quickly. Where we're just gisting, amen? Romans chapter, he said, therefore there is now no condemnation. Why would the scripture talk about condemnation? Because there is a reason to condemn. Hmm? There's a reason to condemn. So if you want to follow this principle, by virtue of the lie Jacob lied, he shouldn't get the blessing. But the blessing was spoken already. The blessing has been spoken already on you. Because you are in Christ. Your father blessed you, your husband blessed you. And guess what? You are not blessed here. You are blessed up there. Coronation. So he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. (laughs) Next verse. I don't have time for that. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Are you seeing what I'm saying? The, The law of sin and the bank of sin and death is not there anymore. So there is nothing to withdraw from. So if his death has done this, how much more his life? So can I announce to you, this is what Easter is. Easter, in my opinion, is not just the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It is my death. Let let me tell you what I'm celebrating today. I'm celebrating my resurrection. You don't understand. Look at your neighbor say, this today is the celebration of your resurrection. says that you died with him you were buried with him and then you rose with him it's my resurrection it is it, it, it is the gospel is the message of inclusion I am included in everything that happened to him it happened to me too it happened to me too so I, I am blessed He says, he says, cursed is the one who hangs on the tree that the blessing might rest upon the Gentiles. It, 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 you're blessed. Oh my God. Because of what he did, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. So when, they, when, 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 when all these minor demons come to you, and they want to make withdrawals. And the account is sin and death. 
They come. You see, they, they, they come to you. In your head, you look alike. Let me tell you something. The person who rose is not the same person who died. The reason why there is no evidence of your sin anymore because you are not just a forgiving sinner. You are a new person. You don't understand? It's different if I say to you that you did it, but I forgave you. But if I now tell you that you never did it. Huh? Why? Because it is not you. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. You broke a pot and you look back. You said, sorry, the person whose pot it was said you will pay for my pot. And then when he turned back, he looked at the pot. The pot was fixed as if it never broke. So what happened there? God went behind time to change what future did. And he came to the past and arranged your future. That's what the blood of Jesus did. Am I speaking mysteriously? He went, he, the blood of Jesus went back. That's the harder one. To fix it for you. So he corrected it as if you never did it. So see, one of the most powerful scriptures of the New Testament is... 2 Corinthians 5.17 That if any man is in Christ Jesus He's a new creation All things You don't understand What I did before passed away It means that there is no evidence That I did it mm. There's no evidence that it is there Why? Because all things passed away Passed away Wherever a way is, let it be a way. It's not my business to know where a way is. But it says all things, it says you are new. You are not just forgiven. Your status has changed. So you are a different person now. What it means is that you are not just a forgiving person, but you are righteous. Whoa, the beauties of redemption. The beauties of the new creation. The beauties of what we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Look, the reason, that's why I said to you, 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 don't, you don't need permission to leave the blessing. Because some of you are attaching the reason to be blessed with where you are coming from. Some of you are saying that, you know, for my path to be blessed, it, it has to align my path to be blessed. It has to align with my past. What I'm saying to you is that you cannot connect your past with your path. Why? Because old past has passed. So there is no connection between yesterday and today. Why? That's because of what the cross has done. So there is a withdrawal on your account now because of something bad that you did. And saying to you, ha, where is this man who Mr. Adamu, let's say Mr. Adamu, I hope there is no Mr. Adamu here, amen. Let's say Mr. Adamu, Mr. Adamu, uh, there is an allegation against you, something wrong that you did, and uh, you need to pay for the curse. The curse has to sit on you. And they are looking for Mr. Adamu, they cannot find Mr. Adamu. Why? Because there is no account for the transaction. So Mr. Adamu has changed address. Mr. Adamu is not living there anymore. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? 
So in your head, you think the person who rose and the person who is the same. It's not the same. So, so the people who came with the accusation and allegation against you are saying, so where is Mr. Adamu? And now, the kingdom of God is saying, Mr. Adamu, see his grave here. Mr. Adamu has died. He's not alive. Mr. Adamu is not alive. So, they are, the, the people who came with the accusations are now saying that how can we, how can we accuse somebody who is not alive? Let's move on to another person. Maybe we can start thinking of next of kin. <laughs> Do you understand? But, so, so if, if, you, if, you really want to, if you really want to go further, you can go to uh, the grave where Mr. Adamu is, go to hell, and then you can reach out for where Mr. Adamu So they are saying to themselves, there's no need for that. Let's, let's stay with the living. <laughs> let's, let's stay with those who are alive. Amen. Amen. So they leave Mr. Adamu alone. So in the kingdom of darkness, the most deadly natural disaster is the cross. <laughs> you see, this cross has claimed a lot of legitimate victims. People are hiding behind this cross. They are owing. Legi- the Bible says even the lawful captives will be delivered. Hmm? So people are hiding behind this cross to say they are free. Please, put Romans chapter 6 verse 7 for me. You cannot say you are free just like that. Why are you saying you are free? I am free. Why? Because I died with him. He said, for he that is dead is what? Who? Glory to God. He said, he that is dead is what? It's freed from sin. Look at your neighbor say, you are freed from sin. So, happy resurrection Sunday. Who am, I, who am I talking to here? Who are those that I'm talking to here? Where are those that are dead in Christ? That have risen with Christ? That are seated in the heavenly places? Where are, where are, let, let me see you wave your hands everybody. Wave your hands. Say so he that is dead is what? Free from sin. I'm free. No legitimate withdrawal. From me. What a mighty God we serve. So when we say Jesus died, he was buried, he rose. We know what we're talking about. This is the hope of the gospel. So I just let someone know today that there is no curse on your life. For those of you who are praying, you go to places where they pray. They say, All all those people who are worrying me from there, all those people who are my 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 dear brother. Your address has changed. If any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. I'm a new man now. I'm a new being now. I'm completely different now. I'm blessed. I'm blessed of all people. When Abraham lifted up his hands, he lifted up his hands to El Elyon. El Elyon is the most high God. He said, I, I will lift up my hands to El Elyon. So go above El Elyon and curse me. <laughs> Look, can I, can, I, can I say something to all of you? Um, there is nothing about you that disqualifies you. Please hear me. And I'm not saying this to make you feel good about yourself. 
There is nothing about you that disqualifies you for God's best. There is only one price that was to be paid. That is the price of the cross. Bishop T.D. Jakes preached a message and said, God and the, the bad boys and the God who lost them. Am I saying one owe anybody? No. Pay your debt. Say because the blessings of me now can offend people. No. That's foolishness. Do you understand? The blessing doesn't require that we're stupid. But if any man sins, we have an advocate with the father. It's not your advocate. We have an advocate with the father. Is the father's advocate on your behalf? You don't know how difficult it is for you to go to hell. That's hell, right? You don't know how difficult it is for you to fail as a believer. This is what the blessing is. Dominion in your sphere of influence. That's the blessing. Do you know that the Jews are not the ones with the blessing? The Jews. How many of you know the Jews? You know they are very rich. They are not the ones with the blessing. They are where they are now just because they think they are with the blessing. So the manifestation of what you are seeing is because of a consciousness that is not even true. You are the one with the blessing. The promised Holy Spirit resting on your inside. The blessing. That's the seal of your inheritance. Look, 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 look. You cannot fail. And hear me secondly, you cannot be condemned. No, you cannot. So I, I, I rose up this Sunday evening to tell you that if there is anything that stands against you, alright, anything that stands against your function, your living, your life, anything that stands against you, you say, oh, Pastor Phil, you don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know where Jesus is coming from. Let, let your perception change. You don't know where he's coming from. Do you know where Jesus is coming from? Do you know what he had to go through to... You know, the meditation while I sat down here, the meditation of what he did for me on the cross filled my spirit. I was overwhelmed. And this man left heaven. He left heaven just for me. Just for me that I was worthless. And I have become somebody of worth today because of what he did. They sent Jesus' message. He went because of you. Who are you? Who are we? But guess what he did? Who for the joy that was before him? He endured the cross. 
let me give you a hint. Did you know that God is God is not God does not send heaven? You don't understand. The kingdom is moving from heaven. Many of you are saying, Father, I'm I'm going to heaven. I want to go to heaven. (laughs) In the scheme of things, the sovereign agenda of God, heaven is actually coming. When we go, we'll come back for 1,000 years first and be here. Adam and Eve were just having good time in the garden. Just a very casual time. And, and usually God will come in the cool of the evening. What is God looking for? He's tired of cherubims and seraphims. He said they are boring. <laughs> they are boring. Let me, let me come and stay with people who have emotions. Who want to worship me because they want to. Those ones I made them. But this was, I created these ones, I made these ones, and I gave them a choice. Friends, let me tell you, the reason why nothing can stop your progress, nothing can condemn you, is because whatever condemned Jesus, whatever stood against Jesus, all the, that, that video we were watching, all the all the curses, all the anger of God against Jesus. That was, that was your place. It was your place. So walk out from this place knowing now that you are a new man in Christ. And there is no limitation. Be, be, there's, 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 no, there's no limitation. Praise God. You know what sin does? Sin limits you. Sin slows you down. In fact, apart from feeling that you are not qualified, you begin to feel that you're not meant to partake of the blessing. I believe I'll go and shine in your world. Please, go and shine in your world. Hallelujah. Oh no, we gotta go. Lay your hands on your neighbor wherever you are. Just stand up everyone. Lay your hands on your neighbor. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.